Weekly podcast where we tell you what we like, didn't like, and what was just flat out horrendous. It is your favorite tag team partners, me, Stoda Pro. It's Miller. How's your past couple of weeks? Decent. Decent. Just work. But yeah. I gotta go back to the office tomorrow. Damn, for real? Yeah. Most police are trying to keep people away from the office. I, you know, I have that rotation where I gotta do at least two days in the office, so. Oh, that ain't bad. Yeah. It's not all week, so. Yeah, yeah. I know that must be nice though, cause like gas driving there, especially during the winter time, cause you gotta actually warm up the car. <laughs> my job's not too far from my house, so it doesn't bother me. And for as much as I drive, that's nothing to me. Like twenty minutes, cool, whatever. Man, I drive longer than twenty. Is it? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even notice. Like Dude, I just... and you further than me. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's a little bit longer. I don't know. I just take over, well, Indian Trail all the way down, pretty much. You know? Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So, to me, it doesn't feel that long in the morning. Because it's almost a straight shot. Yeah. You do got to turn once, twice. That's Left. <laughs> Left once. And then I'm pretty much there, because it's right off the highway, so. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, um, you have a match to watch for? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There were some decent matches all throughout the week. You know, I'm going to give my match to watch for, too. Um, that I thought was a really, really good match. I'm going to give my match to watch for to um, Brody King and I almost said Aleister Black. Oh, my God. And Malachi Black against um, the Varsity Blondes. Not because it was a blow-away match and blew my mind away, but I love the story. I love that they're getting into more being able to do that character development stuff. So I like that they told the story of Brian Pillman not having Brian Pillman Jr. not having the confidence to try to attack Brody King, and you can see the effects that Malachi Black is having on people mm-hmm. as we're going. And then the little seeds they planted with uh, Julia Hart, you know, mm-hmm. her eye patch, and she's acting a little strange. And I like that they did that instead of it just being. It was a good match, mm-hmm. but you know. That's what we tend to expect from AEW. And it was more than that. I thought they implemented a lot of story into it to where you're still anticipating that tag team match that they have because there's more that they could do. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my match to watch for. I think my moment of the week, though, would go to Cody's promo. I thought that promo was just wow. It was pretty good. Yeah. And he had valid points I didn't even think about. Mm-hmm. When he said... 
I I made the blueprint Man, of you, what you do. Didn't did you just say this was gonna be your raw earlier this week? Oh yeah, I did. Let me shut up. I forgot about that. Let me <laughs> Yo, be quiet. I'm like, you about to go all into your <laughs> shit before you can even. <laughs> you right. You right. My bad. Let me shut it up. All right. Oh man, news and rumors. Um, so let's just get this out the way. Walter, his name, uh, a lot of controversy behind his name change. So in the beginning of the week. There were reports out there that WWE had trademarked the name Gunther Stark. Gunther Stark, um, if you go back and Google that name, was a uh, infamous, I won't say famous, infamous um, U-soldier or U-bomber. U-boat. U-boat, bomber, what have you, for the Nazis. So it was a Nazi name. So there was already that. Now you may ask yourself, how does a multi-million dollar company not know that they're about to trademark a Nazi name? Nobody knows. Nobody gets it. Doesn't make sense to me. But I digress. Um... So anyway, they've gone ahead and now they've dropped the, the trademark request. However, I don't think they've dropped the name change from Walter now being Gunther. Obviously, even WWE fans who are like loyalists think it's just fucking stupid. And it's not a new sentiment. This is the same thing people felt about Finn Balor. And I still to this day, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't hate the name. And I didn't hate it when it first came out because I knew there was a reason. There was thought behind it. But this doesn't feel like there's any thought. And somebody brought up a good point, and they were like, case in there point, was, done. There was thought behind it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> he said, let's take this guy who's from Germany Fuck me. and give him a... a Nazi name. Yeah. Like, that had to be on purpose, bro. Like, you just don't make mistakes like that. No. That's not a mistake. That's, you're right. I just can't. And that pisses me off even more, that you thought you could just slide that shit in there. <laughs> in this day and age, you could just slide on in there. Like, come on, man. But, yeah. That, that. So, so, they dropped the trademark. Yeah, they, they dropped the trademark. With, uh, I think it's just going to be Gunther, yeah. No last name added. I think they should just abandon the whole name. Just because people already... They still going to know where their name right. came from. Right. And here's the thing. Somebody brought up a good point. One guy I saw online was like... If Shinsuke Nakamura is Shinsuke Nakamura, there's no reason Walter can't be Walter. And this whole thing of rebranding and erasing people's... What got them there is is ridiculous to a point. Like, AEW kind of proves to people that you don't need to do that. It's not necessary. And it actually helps you out when you bring that brand that they've taken the time to create... And you essentially license that brand from the people. I'm not saying you can't create your not own thing. Not to things. get into Cody's promo, but he kind of make mention to that. Right, but that exactly. But but and that's the point. Like it, the acclaim, for example, that was an idea from Tony Khan. So I'm not saying you can't. Like he said, I have an idea for a tag team. This is what I want. I want it to be called the Acclaimed. And and then he took two guys that weren't a team before, mm-hmm. but knew each other on the Indies. And if you listen to their story. They got on the elevator thinking, oh, we're just meeting Tony, like, whatever, and didn't even know they were going to be attacking. They're just like, what's up, bro? Oh, you mm-hmm. meet Tony, too? They didn't even know, and now look at it. So, yeah, you can do that, but how much input does Max Caster have in that? You feel what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he's taking that shit and skyrocketing that to the oh, yeah, top and made it a, his own. He's going to be a singles competitor. Oh, he, oh definitely. And there's no reason to take Anthony Bowen away from him either because he's dope. Like, they could be mm-hmm. singles and still be together, which is a dope dynamic mm-hmm. at AEW. But my point is, that's an example of you don't have to take away somebody's brand to necessarily make it your own. You can also create without having to take away or give that person some input. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just, 
He's got to get past this whole thing of, like, changing the names. This shit's got to stop. I mean, well, it was reported that nobody's happy with the NXT 2.0. But this is what... What did you think was going to happen? You got a 60-year-old dude trying to call... Basically, what you had for the, the, the younger demographic, what was looping us in, because we're still in that mm-hmm. box that they're looking for, and it's like you took away all that shit, and you, you went, well, let, let, let this 60-year-old guy kind of make the vision. 60? Shit. Bruce Pritchard. Oh, uh, yeah. He He's 60. about 60. Yeah. thought he might have been in the 70s by now. Yeah. You feel but, like it the way he books. About it, about it. Motherfucker. Yeah. Motherfucker. I mean... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just don't... I don't know, man. It's so terrible. And they, you know, they changed the lighting. So it looks weird because it's so bright. And I'm just like... You want us to get behind all these wrestlers and... Can't do it's it. It's cartoonish, bro. It's cartoonish. This fucking Tony DeVito motherfucker. <laughs> I don't even want to. I don't want to disrespect him because I'm sure he's like a quality. He believes in what he's doing. He's trying to, and I get that. But you can't. That cartoon shit doesn't work. When it does work, it's organic. You feel me? Mm-hmm. We the Orange Cassidy is a character that's created, and yes, it's a gimmick. It's you know, it draws in ratings, but. It's organically created by somebody. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. just, I drew this up, and this is what it's going to be. And Tony has input. It's not that. But you take that base, and that's the problem. And what we've always said, Triple H gave, he would give him this template. It's a template. Like at my job, mm-hmm. I get this base for a letter, and for the most part, I fill in blanks until it gets to the meat of it, and then I got to do what I do, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Tony pretty much does. He's like, okay, this template, I like this. But this is what we got to do. With the you know for TV and what I think it should be, and then you mm-hmm. build on that shit. Instead, Vince goes, "I this is the look I want, and I'm just gonna start from scratch, regardless of what the fuck you've been doing." It makes no sense. You're just making your life harder. Why? You have all the testing here. This shit works because that's why he got called up. So let me just enhance this a little bit the and not put. Continue to get worse. Yeah, they're not going against anybody. Nope. And Dynamite actually beat them in total viewer, you know, demographic viewers, all that. Beat Raw. Which isn't far-fetched because they're on a more inclusive channel, TBS. And they're delivering a product. What is Rampage to to NXT? That would be, That'd be, be interesting. interesting. But see, Rampage fluctuates so much because it, it really does depend on the show. Like, who, what the match is. I've noticed Cause that. Because it's only an hour show. It's an hour show. So if there's a, you know, there's a difference between CM Punk's debut and Brian Danielson versus Adam uh, Page and, you know, Adam Cole versus such and such. You see, see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the ratings are different then. Um, but I mm-hmm. think it's somewhere around 500,000, somewhere. They fluctuate in there. Yeah, yeah. Which um, isn't horrible for a Friday night because Friday night is just... No, it's hard to... And it, the Rock reason news. why it works for WWE so well with SmackDown is because it's broadcast television, so mm-hmm. so available, which is awesome. That, that, there's nothing wrong with that. That's smart. Um, mm-hmm. But also, here's some good, uplifting news. Um, Progress Wrestling 
everybody knows I've been a big fan of progress. Um, up until, you know, kind of WWE got way too involved in it. It is what it is. But now they got new owners um, who are actually very popular professional football players or soccer players. Um, and it looks like there could be maybe some kind of relationship with AEW. I don't know. But Anthony Agogo is going to be on that um, re-debut show or the, the rebuild show um, mm-hmm. coming up. So that's going to be interesting to see um, how or if. AEW and Progress kind of work together. I've, I always love Progress's presentation. I miss Jim Smallman telling people don't be a dick because that's the only rule in Progress Wrestling. Um, yeah, Progress. Love it. Um, last but not least, um, Eddie Kingston is going to be out for a few weeks with a wrist injury. Um, I think he, ha- he got that injury on AEW Dark. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's my news and rumors. I don't really have anything. Britt Baker was on Nick Cannon's show. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was pretty cool. She had the AEW belt. They promoted AEW Dynamite. It's a good-ass look. Nick Cannon, like, took him a while and out, or? No, oh, so you, he took over, uh, uh, what's, uh, what's her name, man? Wendy Williams. He took over her spot. You know, she's going through some things. So he's like it's, the replacement host. It's been cold through some things. Oh, man. Right. I was trying to sugarcoat it. <laughs> yeah. I'm Buddy Matthews a, is debuting not, from uh, MLW. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Wendy Williams, so. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, Ooh, she's... GCW tonight. The world on GCW, their pay-per-views tonight starts at 7. Okay. I'll probably be asleep by then. I'll be ordering it. I, I wouldn't expect you to watch it light tube. It's the light tube stuff sometimes. Yeah. Not all the time, but sometimes. Yeah. Don't get into that. Well, all right. For sure. So that's it. What was your raw, sir? Obviously, we already know My what raw. it is. My raw. The cat's out the bag. Cody Rhodes uh, promo. Look, he at first when he started, I was like, oh boy. He's going to do some kind of long promo, and I wasn't here for it. I didn't want to see it. But as he got into it, I was like, wow. And I should have known, because he did start off by saying, they told me to save this promo. And I was like, they told you to save this promo. Hmm. And then, you know, he, he started going in. I'm like, wow. But when he started talking about, he built the blueprint and whatnot. And that, for me, not only did it have foreshadowing, as you say, Sterling, because I feel like we're going to get a Cody Rhodes CM Punk feud at some point, some way, somehow. Even to the effect of what if the heel turn is that he helps MJF beat CM Punk or he, yeah he helps CM uh, MJF beat CM Punk or something weird like that. I felt like there was a reason why he did a lot or said a lot of what he said, and it's a precursor to things, but not to where is this going to happen? You know, next week, two weeks from now, or whatever. But just we're getting somewhere. But um, what really got me to be like, holy shit, this promo is crazy, is when he started talking about how he made the blueprint. He's the one who walked, and you go. He was. What the fuck? I'm the one who said work New Japan and da da da. I'm the one who went to ROH and mm-hmm. met these amazing people and filled a ten thousand. And I'm like, yo, the fuck? <laughs> because you look at the the the, the commercials mm-hmm. and they talk about you know the new revolution and you, Daniel Brian Danielson and CM Punk and you go, wait a minute, is this kind of the seed that Cody's planting like? All this love you're giving to CM Punk and it's a new A and, and, and Brian Danielson, but really, 
I'm the one who started this shit, and none of this would be happening if it wasn't for me. And he's a hundred fucking percent right. And you almost can't fucking hate him. Yeah. You want so, to. The forbidden door. Because he's a heel. He's the fucking forbidden. Bro. <laughs> I was like, yo, y'all don't understand. And I think later on we're going to look at that promo and go, holy shit, this was the beginning of something dope. But like, it was like, when I was watching, I don't know if you had this same feeling watching it, but it was like, Yo, this dude, it's like a, you know when you watch a real ass, real good ass battle, and you know the dude is killing dude, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, he is killing him. That's how I felt. Like, he is killing this shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything he's saying is so, so right. True. Yeah. Talked about how CM Punk talked about how you wanted to wrestle with the Young Bucks and all that stuff, and he said, and I did that. Yeah. CM Punk wanted to go to Japan. I did that. Mm-hmm. And it was his point of me, mm-hmm. like, you, you built this guy up to like he's leading us to this new and I'm the one mm-hmm. like oh my god and just thinking about what Cody and CM Punk could do together like yeah. their minds together bro just like for wrestling nerds he definitely plant, planted oh. the seed to turn heel oh. because when he made what mention of his contract yeah he said and Tony's not the contract that one yeah <laughs> I was like but but I think it's all in the storyline. Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand that maybe, you know, he didn't sign. And he could very well have signed a contract, and we don't know, but that's what makes it so dope. Kind of like with CM Punk and uh, what's the name? They could have done anything. He's too high up in the company for them not to Oh, yeah, offer right. Proper we already contract. know that some of this is, I mean, there's no reason they have to tell us anything. So right. let you do whatever you want because mm-hmm. it just makes it better for them. Yeah. In the day. But it's just so cool that you can, like, do this blurred line and. Whatever. I, 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 I highly doubt he'll be in the Royal Rumble like some people think. It's just... I can't yeah. see it. It's just not... And there's no point. For what? To no. get eliminated? What does that do for me? Unless WWE wants to open that forbidden door. But if they wanted to open that forbidden door, you, you what are you going to give me? What are you going to do? What do you have to offer to make it mean something for AEW other than... Cody Rhodes gets eliminated. That doesn't do shit for them. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be different if it was, like, ROH. Or, or and not knocking impact. But there's a difference. We know that uh, Mickey James is not winning Royal Rumble. But to be able to come out with the Impact Championship, Impact Music, get mentioned as the Impact Knockouts Champion, it means something, right? But that I, that kind of rub don't mean shit for WWE or for AEW. I understand that WWE has a lot of other eyes and whatnot, but it just doesn't. You know what I mean? Unless something was going to happen to where it's huge, and I just can't see that. No. Yeah. Um, my Raw was the mixed tag team with Britt Baker, Adam Cole, Chris Statlander, and Orange Cassidy. Mm. The reason why is because, not that it's was one of the best matches I've ever seen. But it was probably one of the best matches I've seen in a long time that was a mixed tag team match. Mm. And they did some stuff that like I haven't seen before, and I was like, man, they put some yeah. work into this match. And that yeah, they put some story to it. Yeah. They put some work to it. Um, man, I'm, I even like the finish. The finish made sense. Yeah. It's... Adam Cole getting pissed <laughs> off because you knocked my wife off the apron and made her go through the table. That we set up, but still, you did that you did shit. That shit. The ref is checking on her. He said, "Fuck it, I'm just hit you in the nuts and then hit you with the boom." 
and then the match is over. But, but he, instead of doing the, I won, so it's all good, he was like, no, I'm going to fucking knock my wife down. I'll beat Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't one of those, like, I tried to put my wife in the way. Right. It wasn't one of those, yeah. Like, that's what I liked about it. it was, yeah. It was actually thought. And it was like, he said, raise my hand. He Then he was like, nah, fuck that. Snatched his hand away from the ref and like, I gotta go check on my check wife and then he pulled. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck is this shit? He acted so like a real girlfriend. human being. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what a lot of people, I think, appreciate and attach to with AEW is that people speak like a human being. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, hate to bash WWE, but the scripted promos, the people don't talk like that to people. Mm-hmm. Like, the most organic they've been is with the Brock Lesnar and, and Bobby Lashley back and forth. And some of that was like, eh, it didn't... I just want to see the match. So in the end of the day, all the shit y'all talking don't mean shit till I can see y'all fight. But I want to see them in a cage too. See yeah, that'd that be match. dope. Yeah, that'd be a, a real fight, a yeah. fight, fight. Somebody book that shit. Yeah, first too late. But yeah, I, I man, I agree with you. That's a good ass point though that you had. Like, yeah, they did yeah. shit in that match that was totally different than what we would think, and they didn't do the whole oh. You know, Orange Cassidy bumps Adam Cole, who bumped it. Like, they did it mm-hmm. to where it looked like, damn, like, and yeah. not in a way that he, like, threw her off, but even how he bumped her, he was kind of like, oh, shit, what? She yeah, happened. I wasn't, like, trying to. I wasn't trying he to. Held but, up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in other words, this bitch been smacking me all week, mm-hmm. bro. I don't look, all right? Yeah. I don't karma, motherfucker. <laughs> I like, uh, I like in the beginning of the match, too. I, I'd seen it coming. Where uh, Britt Baker and Orange Cassidy is in the ring. Yeah, and he did he, the kick. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was funny. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Then she stumps on his foot. But that's the freedom you kind of get when you can just create. Like, okay, go make some good ass TV. Because that's good TV. Mm-hmm. That's good comedy wrestling. Like, people don't know some of that exists until they see it. They're like, wait, what? Yeah, because, like, um, and this is going right into my bat. Let me just start yeah. this off. It, it's Sami Zayn. It's just goofy. Oh my god! And, and it's like, yeah. there's no substance to this. And what are we doing when you have one of? The, I'm surprised he resigned when he's one of the greatest talents in the world. He's one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, and this is what we're doing. And this is how we're utilizing Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Just a, a comedy act, but no substance with that comedy act. Whereas, like, Orange Cassidy is a comedy act, but there's a lot of substance. To the point that he can be an AEW champion and you won't blink an eye. Mm. <laughs> Matter of fact, you'll mark out like, oh, shit. They put the belt on him? So it's like, what are you, what are you doing with Sami Zayn? And see, what happens is this is the reason why wrestlers get released, because when the fans are over it and done, then you want to release them from their contract because they couldn't keep this act up to make fans interested anymore. And that's not his fault. Mm-hmm. That's your fault. Because do something different. You already had your comedy act with R-Truth in the 24-7 championship. 
that was actually pretty entertaining. A lot of the times, more, mm-hmm. more so than I thought it would have been, because he kept winning the title back and becoming like the twenty seventh time, twenty four seven champion and shit. Um, but like, what you doing with Sami Zayn is just you're just wasting talent, and WWE just honestly don't know what they have in it. Remember the match that Shinsuke Nakamura. And Sami Zayn put it on when Shinsuke debuted, debuted in NXT. It's still one of those matches you could watch again and watch again. Man. Probably one of the best matches that weekend. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking match. It was amazing. Amazing. Which what made NXT, NXT, getting some of these indie guys, signing them, bringing them over that you can make money off of. And really, Triple H created a pipeline of these are new talents it's not like these are new talents they proved themselves on the indie as as much as we hated his idea of you know I'm not gonna lie I didn't like the idea of NXT Japan NXT or whatever but I see what his plan was and to me it's better than what they're doing now Mm -hmm. I see what he was trying to do I don't think it was gonna go over in Japan though just because you know, there's a loyalty to certain brands and, like, mm-hmm. the presentation to it all. So you yeah. can't just be like, NXT Japan, and here's the NXT Japan belt. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Um, but what he was trying to do, though, is grab some of that talent from right. over there. Um, just like he did in the UK. That's how you got Pete Dunne, Tyler mm-hmm. Bate, Walter. Walter, motherfuckers, not Gunther. Uh, <laughs> like, I get used to calling him Gunther. I mean, but... It just he was already Walter this whole time. What was, and if I'm him, I'm just like, nah, why? Right. He saw what happened to Keith Lee when you fight that shit. He was like, all right, fuck it. Yeah. But is he gonna be a I'm regular on NXT? Now? I'm still mad that he yeah. I'm still mad that he changed his mind about moving here. Some say that it's because of his girlfriend, who's a wrestler too. She has aspirations to but I'm just like don't do this to yourself, Walter. You have a legacy of being, like, dope. I hope they don't fuck it up. They will. Whatever. <laughs> they, they will. And when they do, he's going to go to AEW. <laughs> it's just the reality, yo. Because they can use him. But a lot of people could. Yeah. Who, who can... Who... He's a modern-day Vader. That's yeah. what I say. Who can miss you? I watch Walter. him, yeah. and I go, that's Vader, bro. Like, because it's not that he does anything. And this, I'm not taking anything away from him. He doesn't do anything ridiculous move-wise. Like, he doesn't do moves where you're like, oh, my God. You know? Or, like, and if he does do something, it's like, holy shit. Like, the time I think he hit, a, like, a splash off the top. Mm-hmm. He does not do that. So, you're like, oh, shit. And I remember in the beginning, Vader didn't always do a moonsault. It was like here and there. It was like we I think he first busted out when in, in America. In Japan, I think he did it a bunch of times. But in America, he first busted out when he couldn't beat Sting the first time. Like he was like, damn, the power bond mm-hmm. didn't fucking work. Alright, cool. Mm-hmm. Smash your ass. Now, <laughs> yeah. now, now I gotta bust out the big shit. We were like, yeah. Yo, what the fuck? So with Walter, that's what it is. It's a mystique. And when you change his name, I think you take away some of that. I still get mad at WWE didn't put him in the Hall of Fame before he died. With Vader? Yeah. yeah man. Knowing that he was dying. 
and you was like, nah, we can skip him. I'm mad that he didn't get the love that he deserved when he first um, came to WWF, like when, when it was WWF, mm-hmm. and he was going against, um, uh, I almost called him the guy I made up in wrestling, um, Shawn Michaels. You know, he didn't, you know, there's all that controversy about Shawn Michaels causing him not to get a push and all that, but like, fucking Vader was that dude. Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? How is he never the WWF champion? Yeah. Like, he's, there, you can't. It's time. It's, it's time. time. Man, that shit was dope. <laughs> Bro, watch it. Like, that's why I'm so glad I was able to watch WCW. Because there was a lot of people like, oh, man, I didn't get to watch it because I didn't have cable. Or like, oh, man, I just didn't even know it even existed. And mm-hmm. Shit like that. And you're like, damn. You missed yeah. out, dog. Like, I remember when Ron Simmons won the championship. I was like, oh, black guy in a fucking championship. Yeah. <laughs> like, you fucking throw something in here. <laughs> I was going to Tuco Scorpio. This is when I first saw Chris yeah. Benoit. You know what I mean? Like, Eddie Guerrero. When I first saw Eddie Guerrero, I was like, what the fuck? But even, like, back in the day when you would watch Sid Vicious. And I was like... And then when he showed up in WWF and Sid Justice, I was like, this is kind of toned down. When he was in WCW, like, this dude was nuts. Did you know Arn Anderson stabbed the shit out of him? Like, like mm-hmm. shit like Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm so glad, like, there's that alternate universe. But that segues back to, like, what you said. Like, he built, he was Walter. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And you, I feel like it does take away a little mystique because now Gunther, okay, cool, but... What's the fucking difference? Just let him have his name. Other AJ Styles is AJ Styles. Put Walter in that same category. Because he's built enough of a legacy to where, or like a background to where we're like, we know. Yeah. Yeah. John Moxley could have been John Moxley. He really could have. I see, I see, uh, in Seth's promo this week on SmackDown. We call him Mox. Yeah. Which I feel like was just trolling folks. So people, he might show up in the world. He's not no. I don't think he was doing it to troll people. I think he just, he just called him Mox. Cause... Give him that salute. Yeah. Was um, it my turn? Yeah, you're bad. Uh, my bad. Um, I almost wanted to say I piggyback on you. But I will say, you, you know, my bad is... Um, I'm going to have to give my bad to the RK Bro Academy thing. And here's the thing. I do... I do like the Alpha Academy to the extent of I, I like that the pairing of Otis and Gable has a background that they're actually using. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like because the tag team scene is so lean, it's like you're hanging on to this feud um and you can only do so much with it. It's like, it's just not going anywhere. It's kind of like a, I feel like it's a hamster wheel. Like, I get you're trying, mm-hmm. and Riddle's going to have his little jokes. But in the end of the day, it's kind of that same old shit feeling. Yeah. I don't know if you, you, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not, there's no, like, lasting appeal to it all. There's nothing that makes me go, like, oh, yeah, this is, I look forward to this every week. Now, it ends up being one of the better segments, but it's almost like by default. Because it's Matt Riddle and RKO, and it's like, well, at least they might make me chuckle once or twice with, like, a weed joke. But other than that, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just the same old shit. And uh, I don't think that they should pull the trigger on whatever turn or whatever they're going to do with Riddle and Ar- and um, Randy Orton. But it's just for me, I, I just don't know where we're going with this. It doesn't do a lot. 
for me. And so it's not, it's not ugly because they're trying, but it's my bad because it just doesn't, it's not. No, it's ugly. What is this? What are we doing? It's kind of boring. It's, it's ugly. He said, nope, it's ugly. No, it is bad. That's just the reality of it. So, that kind of leads into my ugly, though. Mm. Because I think what, what you're trying to say is, like, there's a lack of direction. Mm. And my ugly is the way they use Zia Lee. Mm. There's just too much lack of direction for her. She's kind of just. She out comes there. out. You keep calling her this great protector, but then it leads to nothing. Mm-hmm. She involves herself, and then what? And why is she involving herself? Why has she got to be the great protector? Right. That's a good ass point. What is this for? Why are you out here? Yeah. Who are you protecting and why? And we still haven't had an explanation as to why she's the great protector. Whatsoever. For what? Why are you the great protector? Where is this coming from? What's your motive? Why? You know, what's the reasoning? And they have no reason. So since they have no reason, I'm just like, this is all for nothing. There's no direction. No direction at all. And I feel sorry for her. Because I've seen this happen way too often. This is a plan. This is how we're going to book you. And then when it doesn't get over, once again, like I just talked about with Sami Zayn. Oh, now it's time to release you because it's like, you know, you... You couldn't get over. I couldn't get over the bullshit that you was writing for me. Instead mm. of just putting me in a great fucking match and let me showcase my skills as a wrestler. That's how I get over. Why do you think people love Cesaro? That's why y'all haven't let that motherfucker go yet. Because at any point, he could put on a great fucking match for you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, shit. Fans can get behind him. Yeah. And you should have probably put the title on him a long time ago. Y'all keep fucking up. He's great on the mic. He's great in the fucking ring. Fans love him. But because he doesn't fit the mold of what you see as a WWE champion, then we stuck with the revolving door of it being Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar or Seth Rollins. We got a little bit of a rain for Kofi, a little rain for Bobby Lashley, and a little rain for, for Big E. But all those other ones are always a mainstay. This is the reason why you got to constantly rely on bringing in Brock Lesnar or trying to bring in The Rock or bring in John Cena to wrestle these big matches at WrestleMania because you refuse to really build the motherfuckers that you actually have to 
take on those voids. Mm-hmm. And that's where they fucking up. And Edge, too. He also a part of that. But at least Edge is kind of full-time, though. Yeah. He, he's. I mean, he's not necessarily full-time, full-time, but he's there more often than not. But you're ugly, sir. All right, so. My ugly... I'm not going to do... I, I know everybody was going to think I was probably going to do, like, the whole SmackDown because I was miffed by how boring SmackDown was this week. Um, but I'm going to have to give my ugly to the news that WWE is upset with the direction of NXT 2.0. And here's my reason. Kind of what we alluded to before. Um... You take the time, Triple H kind of took the time to kind of build this system, right? Mm -hmm. And I can understand, even to the point of, you don't necessarily like where the system went. And I'll even give leeway to, you didn't beat AEW, so something's got to change, right? But, there's a difference between implementing change and blowing shit up. And what they did was the equivalent of what... Um, gets done to basketball teams that we sometimes hate when they just blow the damn thing up mm-hmm. and start from scratch. And that's really what they did with NXT, except they went in with the mindset of, we're going to blow it up, and it's going to be fire. And there's nothing in any kind of market research or anything that could have told them that that would work. I don't care what they're where. Where would it tell you that the ideas you have were going to get NXT to that next level? It's just not what it was. So the expectation you have of being able to even meet where they were when they had the Adam Coles and Champas and Pete, all that, like, it's just asinine. It makes no sense. Like, to me, how can you be a businessman? It doesn't even sound right. Even from a naked eye looking in, being like, well, aren't these the guys that kind of carried this thing? Why are you doing that? Because whenever there's been a change in wrestling with young stars coming in, it's never been, like, I'm not taking anything from Braun Breaker. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's one of the, you got two. I think Braun Breaker, and even though I don't really like her, the Cora Jade chick, I think two of those two are like, okay, yeah, yeah, they're going to be really good to that level. But we were coming from an NXT where there was, oh, this dude, wait till he does, and this one, oh, and him, and him, oh, this dude get called up, oh, my God. You see what I'm saying? We don't feel that way anymore. If you wanted to build your homegrown talent you do it the way you could have you could have and or you could have just utilized tough enough another season tough enough that's how you got uh velveteen dream you know what i mean and then let's legal issues aside that dude was fucking amazing in that ring Mm -hmm. so you you took somebody who who, I can't remember if he won, though. I don't even think he won it. Yeah. But he was there. You saw the talent. He went to... You saw this. He was a student of the game. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And he developed into one of your best wrestlers. Yo, and would have got called up um, had he not gone through... All this this stuff. (laughs) But, like... But, yeah, it it just seems crazy to me that... Like, what told you that this was going to work? What told you that Bruce Pritchard was the answer? I, I don't understand that. Like, even if Triple H had to step away for health reasons and whatnot, 
and let's say we find out it had nothing to do with everything that's going on and they made the choices they made based off of, you know, Triple H not being able to be there and so they have to have somebody run the ship. Cool. Whatever. That's cool. But Shawn Michaels not the answer. William Regal wasn't the answer. Bruce Pritchard was your answer. And to me, it was the answer because Vince wants it done the way he wants it done and wants stars used the way he wants them and matches wrestle the way he likes it. And it just doesn't work anymore. I'm not saying that there's not a market for it. I'm just saying it's not going to get the audience that he's looking for. Because nobody, most hardcore wrestling fans don't see it. And let's be honest. Yes, there are casual wrestling fans. But one thing I I didn't realize until I was watching, like, reading a debate that people were having in another group I had. I mean, and they were like, you know, a lot of casual fans come from hardcore fans. Right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, like my wife is a casual fan. She doesn't watch WWE at all. She watches AEW because that's kind of what I watch. Mm -hmm. And she sees, like, this shit is kind of (laughs) boring. If the casual fan feels it's boring, you got to switch up. The one you say you're trying to get towards don't like this shit no more, bro. Mm -hmm. So you got to do something different. And this NXT shit, if that's your vision for the future, you're in bad shape, buddy. Because if that's what you're trying to produce for later on, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. I think it was also, you had wrestlers asking to go back to NXT. Because you could create? Because they had more freedom to do what they can do. And you guess what? It wasn't even about holding a title. It mm-hmm. was, oh, I can I can wrestle down here, though. And I can showcase my character. Because if you're not holding the belt, as much as people go, they need to get a trios belt. They need to get this. And again, this... I, I don't care if I sound like an AEW mark. And I won't even say it's just them because GCW does it too. You, They don't have matches just to have matches. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like at least even to the bare bones, and we've said this, it comes down to the pay window. How many times have they mentioned mm-hmm. that? When it's like, well, shit, Sterling and Jannar wrestling, we don't really have a storyline. But in the end of the day, what do the announcers mention? Somebody trying to get paid so they can feed their kids. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's the story. Every dude can relate to this shit. Yeah. 90%, so, you know what I mean? Or you're building up your wins. That's why they got wins and losses. Well, they say that a lot. but mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing, building up my wins, trying to get momentum, trying to... They don't mention that in WWE. They go straight to the story. Well, do drop and blah, 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 and blah, and you know her beef with... whole time she's in the ring with whomever, having a decent mm-hmm. match, but we mm-hmm. keep talking about what she got going on with Becky Lynch because they're told to tell the story, not about the match. And nobody wants to see that really anymore. Like, we want to hear about the match. Save that story shit for vignettes and in between. And I thought they were going to change her name. Yeah, they need to get it back to Piper Nivy. Yeah. Or let it be Viper. That's who she was when she was in ICW. Yeah. She was Viper. But Piper Niven is better than yeah. Dewdrop. Way better. More <laughs> respect. Yeah, for real. I don't know, man. Um, anyway, that's it. That's all I got. I have nothing else. Um, if you got something else to add, go ahead and say it. Or forever hold your peace. I got nada. Alright, with that said, be sure to check out 1515 Avenue content. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review to the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever podcast platforms you choose to use. Type in 1515 Um, should... Find the podcast such as Equal Opposites, Love and Hip Hop, The Rundown, Wrestling Roundtable, Studio Flow, Slurred, True. Um, 
If you want to just go to our website, 1515f.com, then you can also find our podcast up there. Also, click on the Amazon banner. Go support the site. We greatly appreciate it. And with that said, it's me, Mr. The Pro. It's Miller. And we out. You are now listening to The Raw, The Bad, and The Other. Thank you.